to the Very Well Mind podcast. We've interviewed over 100 authors, experts, entrepreneurs, athletes, musicians, and others to help you learn strategies to care for your mental health. This episode is hosted by psychotherapist and best-selling author Amy Morin. Now let's get into the episode. You're listening to the Friday Fix. Every Friday, I share a quick mental strength exercise that will help fix the thoughts, emotions, and actions that will drain you of the mental strength you need to be your best. Now, let's dive into today's episode. Today, I'm sharing a strategy that will increase the likelihood that you'll actually reach your goals. A common question I get from readers and from listeners is, why can't I succeed? Most people blame themselves for their lack of success when they're trying to go to the gym more often or they want to lose weight or save more money or spend less time scrolling through social media. They have trouble staying motivated after just a couple of weeks. That's one of the reasons why New Year's resolutions tend to dismally fail. Statistically, only about 8% of people turn their resolution into a reality and most people abandon their goals by about the third week in January. But most of the time, it's because goals aren't set in a way that's helpful. I've talked about this a little bit before. People tend to set goals like, I want to be healthier or I want to be a better person. They set themselves up for failure because you can't measure those things. Goals that are vague just don't work. You have to set an action-oriented, measurable goal. That's where you start. But if you really want to succeed, take it one step further. And that step is to establish a goal range for yourself. So instead of saying, I want to lose three pounds a week, you'll actually be more likely to succeed if you set out to lose one to three pounds a week. There's a lot of research behind this. Apparently, if you reach the low end of your goal, which in this case would just be losing one pound, then you'll feel really good. And if that's all you do that week, you'll still probably feel motivated to keep going next week. But if your goal were to lose two pounds and you fall short, you might be more likely to give up the second week. When you have a range, though, you are likely to strive for the upper end of that goal. So you might push really hard to lose extra pounds. Scientists have found that you'll be more successful as you strive to reach the upper end of that range. In one study, researchers examined this exact thing. They studied people who were trying to lose two pounds a week as opposed to people who set out to lose between one and three pounds a week. And they found that the people who wanted to lose one to three pounds lost an average of a half a pound more than people who just set out to lose two pounds. I've tried this strategy with a bunch of different people in my therapy office over the years. One man I worked with wanted to get more sales. And we decided to focus on how many outbound sales calls or connections that he made because those things were completely within his control. He knew that he'd be happy if he reached about 25 people every week. So he set his sights on reaching out to between 20 and 30 people. He found that most weeks he hit 20 by about Wednesday. And then he viewed Thursday and Friday as opportunities to try and hit 30, which was the upper end of his goal range. Sometimes he did. He hit 30. Other times he didn't. But he felt confident that he could hit at least the minimum goal every week. And he felt a lot more in control of his business. Or there was a woman I worked with who felt overwhelmed by the amount of debt she was in. She had tried to set goals for herself to pay down her debt, but she struggled to stay motivated. She just couldn't make any progress paying it down. 
her goal was usually, well, I just want to pay off as much as I can. So we decided that it would be best if she set a concrete dollar amount that she'd pay off every month. But rather than just pick a number like $500, we set a range. She thought she could most likely pay down about $250 on her credit cards every month. So we set a goal to pay between $200 and $300 extra every month. And for the first time ever, she found that she was able to stick to her plan. Some months she paid closer to $200, but other months she paid closer to $300. Every once in a great while, she paid more than $300. But when she finally had a plan, she felt good, and every month she succeeded in meeting at least the minimum goal. And then she had more momentum for the month after that. I've also seen this work firsthand in my own life, and it makes sense. Our brains love it when we meet the minimum quotas that we set for ourselves. And most of us strive to do even more than we set out. It can be a strategy that works well, too, when you're trying to decrease a bad habit. I once used this strategy with someone else who wanted to cut down on their social media, too. She didn't really realize how much time she was spending on social media until she found one of those well-being trackers on her phone And it showed she was actually spending hours every day on Facebook and Instagram. But since she only scrolled a little bit here and a little bit there, it never really occurred to her how much it was all adding up. And she'd say things like, I don't really like social media. I don't need it for business. I just use it to to scroll. I don't even really connect with people. But it had become such a habit that it filled the void whenever she was bored or lonely. And she realized that it was probably interfering with her relationships with her family because Like a lot of us, she caught herself checking her phone and ignoring the person right in front of her quite often. So she felt like she really wanted to cut down. So we set a goal that she would only spend 20 to 30 minutes on social media every day. And as soon as she established that goal, she became a lot more aware of her scrolling habits. She knew that if she wasn't careful, she could easily waste the whole 20 minutes just scrolling in one sitting. Once she had that goal and she knew that she had a little bit of flexibility, she was motivated to make it happen. So she tracked how much time she spent on Instagram and Facebook, which were the two apps she used most. And she felt a lot more empowered about taking control over her time. Of course, there were days that she didn't meet that goal, but she was okay with that. She met her overall goal, which was to spend less time on social media and spend more quality moments with her family and her friends. She felt like that goal range was exactly what she needed to make that happen. So the next time you have a goal, try setting a range for yourself. And then let me know how it works out for you. And if you have another strategy that helps you stay mentally strong, I want to hear about that too. Send me a message that explains what you're able to do now that you're mentally stronger. Maybe something you couldn't do before. Because victory stories are always welcome. And I promise I'll help cheer you on. Today's message is from Marlene. She sent a message that says... I started building mental strength in March of 2020, right when the pandemic hit. I had found your book, 13 Things Mentally Strong People Don't Do at Target. I had just been laid off from my job and I was worried sick. But I bought the book and hoped it would be a good use of what little money I still had. And it was one of the best decisions I've made in a really long time. I spent the rest of 2020 working on getting rid of bad habits that were keeping me from being mentally strong. I never realized how those little things I was doing affected me so much. As a kid, I'd learned to be a victim and I'd learned to avoid failure. But I made some serious changes and I'm feeling stronger than ever. And I love listening to your podcast to learn more steps I can take to build even more mental strength. I feel empowered to make 2021 a good year, no matter what happens. Sincerely, Marlene. 
Marlene, I'm so glad that you're building mental strength. And thank you for all the kind words. Thank you for listening to the Very Well Mind podcast. If you found this episode informative, please share the episode with your friends and family and leave a rating and review wherever you listen to podcasts. To learn more about the Very Well Mind podcast, you can head to verywellmind.com slash podcasts.